0: Hi Audings, this is the Something Scary Podcast. I'm your Ate Sapphire. Buckle up, because today we're going down the highway to hell. Today's stories are all about the unexpected things that can happen in your car. First, we'll hear a modern retelling of a popular urban legend. Then, we'll meet the lady in the red sorry, And finally, uncover the cause of repeated roadside accidents. I receive hundreds of amazing story submissions every single week. As always, the first story you hear is one that I've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com slash snarled. Then, I read a few more stories for the podcast. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at at com. And if you want more from Something Scary, join our Patreon for extra perks. Check it out at patreon.com slash snarled. So... Want to hear something scary? STOOD UP Today's episode is a modern retelling of a popular urban legend. Tanya sat alone at the bar, nervously scrolling through her phone. Whenever someone walked in, she'd glance at the door and then back down at her phone. She had been sitting there for at least 15 minutes, so the bartender decided to talk to her. Waiting for someone, he said. His name tag read, Elliot. Uh, yeah. Tanya was preoccupied with her phone. Elliot pressed on. I hate when people are late. So disrespectful. Tanya looked up. I know, right? He's probably standing me up, I don't know. Is that common on these things? She gestured toward the dating app on her screen. Oh, you're on Love Tap? You haven't heard the bad things people are saying about it? Elliot continued. Mmm, no. What are people saying? They ended up conversing over the next half hour. Elliot made her a couple of drinks, and she almost completely forgot about her date. It had been 45 minutes before Tanya realized that he never showed up. She decided to call it a night and asked for her bill, but Elliot said he'd taken care of it. It's the least I could do. I promise, we're not all bad. Tanya thanked him and walked out of the bar. But before she got to her car, she felt a hand on her shoulder. She turned around. It was Elliot. He told her that he had a fun time talking with her and was wondering if he could take her out sometime. Tanya said she was flattered, but it probably wasn't a good idea and turned back towards her car. I don't understand. Did I do something wrong? Elliot replied. No, just, um, I'm not really looking to date anyone right now. You were literally waiting for a date in there. Come on, just one drink. I I have to go. Tanya continued to her car. She could feel Elliot's eyes on her as she drove away. After only a few minutes of being on the road, a car behind her began flashing their high beams. It pulled up super close to her bumper and continued flashing. Tanya assumed they wanted to pass her, so she gestured out the window. The car was now honking wildly. What the hell did they want, Tanya thought. The car finally pulled up beside her. It was Elliot. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, Tanya thought to herself, just ignore him, just keep your eyes straight ahead she heard elliot yelling at her to pull over he can't be serious tanya thought in that moment tanya regretted not giving him her number even as a courtesy she didn't actually have to answer if he texted in the corner of her eye she saw elliot hold his arm out towards her she turned her head to see him pointing a gun at her car she screams and slammed on the brakes pulling over onto the shoulder elliot pulled over in front of her tanya got out of the car with her hands up as Elliot ran towards her. She fell to her knees and began to cry. What do you want from me? Get out of the car. Elliot continued to yell. I am out of the car, you maniac. Not you, him. Elliot passed Tanya and continued pointing the gun towards the back of the car. Confused, Tanya turned around. From the back seat arose a man, the man she was supposed to meet at the bar. Elliott held his gun on the man while Tanya called the police. When she told the officers what had happened, they weren't surprised. Apparently, Love Tap was attracting a lot of creeps. The security measures on the app were so low that it was extremely easy to gather women's personal information. As a result, there had been multiple instances of men waiting for women in their cars and even their homes. After the officers arrested the man, Tanya found a rope in her back seat. She was so grateful to have not been this man's next victim. Wow, I really dodged a bullet there, huh? Tanya said to Elliot. Thanks again for saving my life, seriously. I wouldn't suppose you'd be interested in grabbing a drink with me now, would you? Elliot asked. They both chuckled. No, Elliot, honestly, I'm just not interested. I hope you understand. All right. Well, I hope I see you around sometime soon. And after thanking him again, Tanya headed home. Elliot took out his phone and snapped a photo of Tanya's car and opened up Love Tap. Very, very soon. And now, more something scary. Our next story comes from Deviki in Malaysia. This is something that their father told them happened to one of his friend's daughters. Names have been changed to protect their privacy. The year was 2000. Priya was a 20-year-old shy and petite girl who had just started her first official job as junior event organizer in a company she had always wanted to work at. She was excited and was driven to prove herself as a good employee, which meant she was willing to take up extra work that often had her working late hours most of the days. Priya always made sure her busmate, Honis, was around whenever she worked late. It was a hectic day at work. Her company had landed a huge project, so they had so much to do and so little time being a newbie, Priya already expected her seniors to hand over extra work for her to complete while they left for the day. That evening, Priya and Anas lost track of time and ended up staying back an hour longer than usual. They were packing their belongings when they realized they were about to miss the last bus home. By the time they reached the bus stop, the bus was already driving away. It was starting to get dark, and the roadside was not an ideal place for two young women to be standing alone, so Honest decided to call her boyfriend to pick them up. After 40 minutes, he showed up, but on his bike. Honest was baffled because her boyfriend always used his car to go everywhere, so she didn't think she had to mention that there was an extra passenger to pick up. It was too late for him to go back for his car, so Anas and her boyfriend offered to call a taxi for Priya and waited with her until it arrived. It showed up at about 10.30pm. Priya was a bit worried getting in a car this late at night with a taxi driver, but he gave a gentle smile and nodded towards the door. She didn't feel totally comfortable sitting next to the driver, and so she quickly got into the back seat of the taxi instead. She told the driver her destination and waved her friends goodbye. Priya was exhausted. The last thing she remembered was texting her sister, informing her that she will be coming home by a taxi. She looked out the window, watched the streetlights buzzing by, and slowly drifted to sleep. A large bump in the road shook Priya out of her slumber. She quickly sat up and remembered that she was still in the taxi. But when she looked out the windows, she realized that she didn't recognize the buildings they were passing by. They looked like a row of old secluded factories or warehouses. She leaned towards the driver. Sir? Sir, where are we going? This isn't the way to my house. Priya's frantic questions were cut short by the taxi driver's chuckle. Speechless, Priya could only stare at him, desperately waiting for him to answer her. The driver looked at Priya through his rearview mirror and casually said in a friendly voice, Oh, you're awake. Oh, don't worry, girl. I'm just going to pick up my friend first, then I will drop you off. He smiled at her as if what he had just said was no big deal. He was talking to her like she was a child. Don't worry, girl. He will be here shortly. Priya's heart was pounding. All the drowsiness she felt earlier was gone. In that first terror-stricken moment, Priya realized she was in big trouble. Who in their right mind would pick up an extra passenger from this place in the middle of the night, let alone without her permission while she was asleep? Priya's hands were trembling and her mind was going into overdrive. All she could do was stare at the back of the driver's head. Priya tried to look at the car's dashboard for the taxi driver's identification plate, but it wasn't there. Oh, shit, she thought to herself. How did I not notice that earlier? Who is this guy? Oh, God. The taxi was now slowing down to a stop. She looked outside the windows, but there was absolutely nothing. Only total darkness. They were in the middle of nowhere. Okay, this is it. Get ready. Open the door and run, Priya thought. When the taxi finally stopped, Priya quickly yanked at the car handle, but it was locked. She jumped on the other side seat and tried again. It was locked too. When she tried to pull the lock, she realized the pin was missing. There was just a hole where the pin should have been. The driver was watching her through the rearview mirror. He kept smiling at her mischievously. He had the same polite smile on his face, but his eyes looked totally different. Priya started to cry, even though she kept telling herself not to. She didn't want the guy to know she was losing it, but she couldn't help herself. He seemed to be enjoying watching her panicking about in the back seat. Open the door now! Priya shouted at the driver. She was still yanking at the door to her left, but to no avail. The driver slowly turned his broad body around facing her. He grinned. Go ahead and scream. Nobody's going to hear you. Now shut up and be a good girl. My friend is going to be here anytime now. Priya grabbed her bag to pull out her phone, but she couldn't find it. Looking for this little girl? Priya slowly looked up and saw the man holding up her pink cell phone in his hand. He waved it in the air, mockingly. It's right here. Why don't you just take it? She wanted to yank the phone from his hand, but figured that's what he wanted her to do. He was trying to trick her to coming closer so he could grab her and restrain her. Wouldn't be much good for you anyway. The battery's almost gone, the man said. Priya saw that dreaded strip of blinking red in the corner of her screen. Please, sir, if you just let me out now, I swear I won't tell anyone. Please just let me go. Priya begged. Suddenly, there was a loud knock on the car window. Priya jerked back and gasped when she saw a tall, dark-skinned woman in a bright red sari looking directly at her through the window. The woman was leaning forward at the waist with a stern look on her face. It was her eyes that made Priya jump in her seat. The irises were huge, completely black, and motionless. She didn't blink. Priya could only see the woman and nothing else behind her. Oh my God, Priya thought. Is this the friend he was waiting for? Priya could feel a scream beginning to bubble up out of her throat. Oh my God, what's she gonna do to me? The woman silently knocked on the window again. It was all Priya could hear at that time. Everything else was silent. She felt like someone had stuffed cotton in her ears. Priya glanced back at the driver and saw that he too was looking at the lady, his eyes wide in shock. He looks scared, she thought. He's frightened of her too. She watched as the lady slowly lifted a finger and pointed downward, her eyes never leaving Priya's. She opened her mouth and in a very clear voice said, Open the door and run as fast as you can. Priya's body suddenly jerked into action. She yanked her phone from the bewildered driver's hand, grabbed her bag, and yanked the door handle. To her complete surprise, it clicked open without a fuss, and Priya pushed it open. She jumped out of the seat and turned in time to see the tall, big-boned woman slowly walk around the front of the car towards the driver's side. Priya couldn't see the lady's face anymore only long, bushy hair and the bright red sari. The driver was fixated on the lady, too stunned to realize she had escaped. When her feet hit the pavement, she bolted from the taxi and kept running until she came to a junction at the end of the road. She turned back around momentarily. The taxi was still there, but the woman was gone. And so was the taxi driver. At least it looked that way from where Priya was standing. She turned around and kept running until she came to a well-lit street and stumbled into a convenience store. Exhausted and scared out of her mind, she managed to tell the cashier what had happened before bursting into tears. The cashier let her use the store's phone to call for her sister. She waited in the store for her family to turn up and prayed the taxi guy wouldn't come looking for her. Priya was not sure who that lady in the red sari was or why she was even there in the middle of the night, but whoever it was, she was eternally grateful for her help. In Malaysia, it isn't common to see Indian women wearing a bright red sari unless it's for a special occasion, so it made this lady's appearance even more bizarre. Priya's only regret is that she didn't take note of the taxi's plate. When she later tried to call the number of the taxi company, it was no longer in service. Priya had called the police, but there wasn't enough information for them, and he was never caught. He might still be out there, but hopefully, so was the lady in the red sari. Sorry. Thank you, Deviki, for sharing that story with us. I do like it uh, when I get a story every now and then that's about a helpful spirit as opposed to a malicious one. Our final story is based on a popular urban legend. This particular take is from Jagriti in India. A young girl named Anika and her dad were driving in the middle of the night They were returning home after spending the entire day visiting Annika's mother in the hospital. Her mother was temporarily paralyzed from a car accident. She saw someone on the road and swerved out of the way, sliding completely off the pavement, hitting a tree and fracturing her spine. I was lucky that someone had driven by immediately after my accident. Otherwise, I don't think I'd still be here, Annika's mother had said. Although Annika felt nervous in vehicles after that, her parents reassured her that the chances of something like that also happening to her were very slim. To make her feel better, her dad bought her a bunch of new toys from the mall, as well as some other needed things for their house. As the rhythmic sound of the rain drummed on the car roof, Annika began to doze off. Suddenly, there was a loud bang. It shook the girl awake. Her father tried to control the steering wheel, but their car slammed into a stone wall on the shoulder. Annika turned to her father, who was miraculously unharmed. They both shared a quick hug and then went out of the car to survey the damage. Both of the front tires had large punctures and the right fender was crumpled against the wall. The rest of the car had survived unscathed. ''We must have driven over something on the road,'' he explained to his daughter. Whatever it was, it blew out both of the tires. You can fix it, right? asked Annika. No, replied her father, shaking his head. I only got the one spare in the boot. I'll have to walk to town and find somebody to tow the car, he said. I remember we passed an exit not that long ago. You wait in the car while I'm gone, okay? Why can't I come with you? Annika asked. Someone has to watch the car. We've got a lot of stuff in here. Okay, she said reluctantly. But please don't take too long. Before Annika got back in the car, she noticed her dad was still staring at the wall that they hit. What are you looking at? she asked. Odd, he said. I think this is the divider they put up after your mother's accident, so no one else would slide off the road like she did. He looked past the wall and towards the trees. It was a steep drop that he couldn't see the bottom of in the darkness. He let out a chuckle of disbelief. This area must be bad luck. After he was done getting lost in his own thoughts, Annika's father disappeared down the road in the pouring rain. Annika was much too afraid to fall back asleep. So she waited. After about an hour, she was relieved when she saw her father approaching the car in the rear view mirror but he was walking at a strange pace, like he'd been injured. He was clutching something in his right hand, but she couldn't make out what it was. It sort of looked like a bag with straps. Something was wrong. Where was the tow truck? Annika was about to jump out of the car to help her dad, when suddenly the rain stopped. As did her father. Without the rain blurring her vision, she was finally able to see what he was holding. That wasn't a bag and those weren't straps. That was hair. The long, stringy hair of her father, whose decapitated head hung low beneath it. The girl locked all the doors and lowered herself from the window. She heard the strange man's footsteps get louder and louder as he continued walking towards the car. The footsteps stopped at the driver's side door. He pulled on the door handle and Annika let out a huge sigh of relief when it did not open. But then she heard a deep, menacing laugh. Carefully, she raised her head just enough to see what the man could possibly be laughing about. She watched him reach into his pocket and pull out her father's car keys. The next morning, Anika's mother received the news that her husband's car was found at the bottom of the hill where she had her accident. There was no sign of her husband or daughter. Anika's mother was enraged. Somebody was setting traps on that road. And once she regained her mobility, she was going to find and kill that fucker. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at some.